Wouldn't you want the best for your child? Please call now. 866-970-GIVE. All the money stays right here. It is Cosmo and Cat Show. It's Y107, our 17th annual Missouri Credit Union Miracles for Kids Radiothon. And we hear uh, the story of Rylan, or we, uh, everybody called him Rye, Rylan Newman, uh, passed away at almost seven years old. And uh, he'd be 16 coming up next month. Wow. wow. March 21st would have been his 16th birthday. Aww. Um and I told the story yesterday about how when he'd be in the building before Radiothon and leading up, they had a superhero photo shoot for some of the kids. If you look back, and, and Bo and Bryce were in, like, Batman and whatever you, costumes. And I think, I think Rye was in a Spider-Man costume, but he had this toy rifle, you know, like a toy Red Ryder BB gun, you know, old Western-style rifle. And he would stick us up like he was robbing the stagecoach. And <laughs> right in the middle of a live broadcast, all of a sudden you get a barrel of a gun in your back. You're like, what is going on? Oh, oh i got to give up my, all, my, all my money to Ryland. Um, and it was just amazing. And, and as we were joined by uh, from the MU Healthcare Children's Hospital Journeys Program, Lacey Prater, we were talking right before we went on how here was a little boy that was battling cancer, and we didn't know at the time, but it was in the final year of his life. And here he was being silly and goofy and dressed up like Spider-Man with a six-shooter rifle, you know, trying to take my lunch money. Yeah. <laughs> um, the journey, the they jur- could be facing something so devastating to us, but as kids, they, they're just having the time of their life. Journey's program, so Journey's program covers a couple things. Um, more than I thought it did. Mm-hmm. And we've talked before, and I, I, so it covers also, you know, when a family gets that horrific diagnosis. Right. We saw this massive jump in trips to the ER last night. You know, there's probably one of those families that is getting that situation today. They're hearing the sure. worst possible news today that their kid has blank. Right. Yeah, that's we true. never know when that's going to come into our life as parents, mm-hmm. right? Anytime... Um, it's usually something totally benign, something you're going to go home and it's just going to be kind of a, a memory. Um, but sometimes that's the day that changes your life. And I think that one of the things that we always think of is wanting to make sure that we have those people there that don't turn away. Right. right? Like when things get really hard, a lot of us, are, our first instinct is like, how in the world do, what do we even say? I don't have the words to say to somebody. And so um, part of what our team does is we get special training to know how to navigate those really, really hard moments and to be the people that are there to keep that door open. There are no questions too scary. There's nothing we can't help you um, explain to other people, explain to your child, um, deal with in yourself. Yeah. And then off, then you go to the other end of the spectrum when there is a situation like Ryland where, where a child does pass away, you're there as well to help them in that transition as well. Right. Look at this. We're talking about Ryland's story 10 years later, right? Like in his family's life, he's still part of their family. Oh, and what these, what these families want is for their child to be remembered, for their life to still have meaning. That doesn't go away when we lose someone we love. Right. Um, but again, that's a really, in, in our culture, it's just a really hard thing for people to talk about, even more so with kids. Right. Um, and so to know that 
even though their physical care ends when they pass away, we still are going to be reaching out. We're going to be available to the family. We have um, for children a memorial service for um, infant loss. We have a walk every fall. And it's overwhelming every time the people that come out and want to share their child's story to um, still have that connection with providers. You know, we become a part of their life. Right. And they still want to um, remember with us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think, you know, with the with the um, now I lost their last name in my mind, but the, the quintuplets that were born and one was lost in Brady. I think his name was Brady was 34 hours old. That right. was, you know, that was 36 mm-hmm. hours. Um but for those 36 hours, that that was in a massive lifetime that that, that he was right. with that family. Will always be a part of that family, and that's how you help mm-hmm. continue to to share that story. Like you said, they don't they don't want to forget that, and right. they they want to make sure that their loved one, their lost child, is is also never forgotten. Yeah, and one of the things that we provide that the CMN money goes toward is the memory items that we help provide to families. So especially with a really small baby, we don't have a lifetime of pictures and things to, to you know, show who they were, but we can provide little tiny replicas of their hands and feet, and we have the heartbeat recording, we have an impression that we can make of a little tiny hand or fingers or toes mm-hmm. that that family has that they have a tangible, this is from my child. Yes. Um, those things are priceless for and families. Yeah. I myself was a Now I Lay Me Down to Sleep photographer. I love that. And that was uh, one of the hardest things I've ever done, um, but it was like when it was time... I just went into go mode yeah. because my heart was for the parents, you yeah. know, and things like that. And then afterwards I would go to my car and then I would just lose it. <laughs> sure. Sure. You're still human. So right? I can only imagine what you go through and you do this yeah. every single day. Yeah. So what is a, a quick version of a day in your life look like? Oh, gosh. When you're doing your job. You just you literally never know. Right. I show up to work. I open my computer. Or, you know, sometimes my phone dings before I get to my desk. Um, and some days it's going and playing with kids and, you know, building those relationships with families that are probably not going to have a loss or a crisis for many, many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and other days it's you go into go mode. Right. And you get called to something and and you just do the thing that you know is going to help that family. Yes. And it's not about us. But we have this great support system at the hospital, right? You've talked to my child life friends and yes. the nurses. And we we share that together, right? We're mm-hmm. all in that together and we help each other cope with those hard days. Well, and while you're the backbone for those families, and like you said, it may be another year or two or three before, you know, that the loss happens. But because you've built those moments and those relationships with those families... It's not. It's still going to be heartbreaking. It's not as scary. They they've got a, another friend in you, and then you guys have that your own support system within the family of the other specialists that you just mentioned. I think that is so. You know, we don't hear that enough. I think of how the support system helps you guys out each other because right. absolutely, you know, yeah, any of the jobs, the nurses, child life, like it's there are always going to be hard things. There are things we wish we could fix that we can't. There are things we wish we could just make easier on families that we can't. Them being separated, you know, having these long hospital stays that wear on families. Um, But that's that's part of us. We really have this tight-knit group of people. You see these people come through. We could not do it without each other. And without our community that supports our hospital, it really is so heartening to have this support and hear people... um, 
share their stories about how much they love coming to our hospital. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And I can't even imagine um, what y'all have to go through because you, like you said at the beginning, you are building relationships with these families and these kids. So you're experiencing loss a lot, you know, as well. And so thank you for what you do because, oh my gosh, it takes an angel, you know, to do what you do and, and a heart the size of the universe. I mean, so thank you so much. You're, you're basically front lines, you know, and so, so thank you. Um, Lacey, uh, again, uh, Prater, right? Prater. I got it right? Yep. Okay. <laughs> I went to grade school with a Prater in St. Louis, and so I'm like, I think that's how you said his name. <laughs> thank you again and for the rest of your team, and, and uh, thank mm-hmm. you guys for what, what you do for so many of these families. Uh, we're trying to get one Miracle Maker for every NICU baby right now. We've gotten two, and we need a lot more. 47. There's 49 NICU babies in the hospital right now. That's up two from yesterday. Uh, so we're trying to help raise that. we got our friends from Shelter Insurance in the phone bank right now answering phones. If you become a Miracle Maker, you're also in the mix to win some tickets to go see Paramore, their concert this summer. So uh, pick up the phone and call and be a Miracle Maker at 866-970-GIVE.